Good morning, everyone. Uh, we are so glad that you're here to worship with us. And I think it's great, you, the dedication you had to get here today. I know you had to swim to get to your car and everything this morning, so thanks for being here. It's great. And for those that are worshiping online, we're glad that you are with us as well. Um, by the offering plates in the front and the back, we have these really cool church calendars where you can see what's going on. You can pick one uh, up on your way out. Those are great. It also has on there a connect card, and, and on the back it's ways that we can pray for you. If you want to drop that off, we would love uh, to be praying for you along with our prayer team. This Wednesday night, uh, our youth and kids and Pastor Sam's Bible study are meeting again, and we have barbecue dinner. So if you want to sign up for that, please RSVP. Our Wednesday night dinners are awesome. October 3rd, it's my favorite, it's one of my favorite services of the year. It's Blessing of the Animals. It's going to be uh, at 10 a.m. on October 3rd between our two services. It'll be outside in the green space. And you can bring any animal that you would like uh, as we do Blessing of the Animals. Except a snake. <laughs> well, we might get uh, Reverend Ken Casey to pray uh, for a snake if there's a snake here. <laughs> Pastor Sam and I are scared, so... The uh, Early Learning Center had their consignment sale over the weekend, and it was awesome. They had uh, some great support and many shoppers, and it was great. It was awesome. So Helene is over there, so tell her awesome job when you see her at the end of service. Um, last Sunday of the month, this is our big announcement. Uh, we have our 175th anniversary. That's September 26th. Uh, that's going to be a combined service at 10 a.m. Uh, right here in the sanctuary. Bishop Deborah Wallace Paget will be preaching that morning. You can RSVP for that service. Um, you can do that through the app, through the website, or by calling the church, or filling out uh, an invitation that you may have gotten in the mail. So we would love to know who is coming so we can prepare on how to separate everybody and make room for everyone. Um, and lastly, I want to say mark your calendars for October 17th at 2 p.m., we are having a trunk or treat at the Casey's Farm. And Catherine Barnes told me this morning, it is going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. If you would like to bring your car and have your trunk decorated with lots of candy, uh, please let Catherine know because we want lots of trunks there and lots of candy for the kids. It's going to be a great time. And you can dress up too. It'll be great. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come together and worship this morning. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us uh, focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand and worship with us? I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah Louder than the unbelief I raise a hallelujah My weapon is a melody I raise a hallelujah to fight for me.
guys, you guys may be seated, and um, except for our kids, Miss Catherine's going to be taking them to Children's Church, and they're going to be doing who knows what kind of fun things in um, our new children's worship area, which if you haven't been down to see, you really need to go down and see all the work that's been done down there. It looks fantastic. We're going to have a, uh, we have the awesome, awesome children's worship area in, um, in memory of Joan Hightower, and it's wonderful. So if you haven't checked it out, check it out. I want to say thank you for coming. I want to say thank you for worshiping with us online. Uh, Miss Sheila told me the other day that we had people from eight states that were worshiping with us online, and which is great, which is fantastic. We love it. I want to tell you about something that's coming up in October. Uh, Pastor Andy told you about the blessing of the animals. He's super excited about that. Um, so, oh yeah, and, and I do want to say something about the blessing of the animals. This is not exorcism, okay? So if you have one of those animals, you're just like, Pastor Andy, please do something with this cat. I can't do it. No, it's not exorcism. It's blessing of the animals, right? Um, but no, it is a lot of fun. We, it absolutely is one of our favorite services. In October, in celebration right here, we're going to do something really fun and really special. October this year is going to be Rocktober. We're going to have uh, we're going to have different kind of rock music things we're going to play off of uh, each Sunday in October. We're going to do a 60s Sunday, the first Sunday, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s because there's five Sundays. In, um, in October, and there's going to be uh, a song that goes kind of with the service. The praise band is awesome. I, I hope they're excited about this, and it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be kind of different. Maybe you want to invite a friend to come with you. Now, traditional is still going to be traditional, so we're going to have two things. You might want to go to both services. I don't know. Then in November, the first three Sundays of November, we're going to have Showvember. I know, right? I'm corny. I know. We're going to have Showvember. We're going to kind of play off of some beautiful music from, um, from Broadway shows. Because so many of them have such a powerful faith message, and we're going we're gonna to do that. We're going to take advantage of some of the wonderful talent we have in this church. It's going to be great. And then the last Sunday of November going into Advent, our Advent theme is, is going to be the heart that grew two sizes. And it's going to be a, a study. We're going to do a sermon series and a Bible study uh, that centers around the Grinch and uh, the story of how the Grinch stole Christmas. It's going to be fantastic, y'all. I'm excited about it, and I hope that you will be too. I want to thank you for giving and for supporting the ministries of this church. We couldn't do any of this without your help. Thank you for giving online. Thank you for putting your money in the plates. I sent a little note out a, a week or so ago uh, saying we kind of need to rally to make up a deficit in our budget. 
And guess what? You guys have rallied. So thank you for those of you who have who've kind of caught up your, your pledges and different things like that. I want to pray for you. And if you have a prayer request, please send it to us. We want to let our prayer team know. Let's pray. God, you have blessed us in so many ways. We can't even count them all. And Lord, we want to just stop and say thank you. And from that heart of thanksgiving, we want to serve you. So show us how we can serve. Show us how we can be a blessing to others because you've been a blessing to us. Show us how we can forgive others because you have forgiven us. Show us how we can give because you have given so much. You've given it all for us. And Lord, take these gifts and tithes and offerings and use them, Lord, to build up your kingdom and to bring us closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
And as you speak, a hundred billion failures disappear. Where you lost your life so I could find it here. If you left the grave behind you, so will I. I can see your heart and everything you've done. Every part designed in I always want the praise band to just keep on going, don't you? They're so, it's so uh, much of a blessing. And I can't wait to hear what they're going to do on Rocktober. Can you, Pastor Andy? It's going to be fun. You know, I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to have fun with it. And you say, well, Pastor Sam, what are you doing playing a rock song in in a worship service? Uh, Here's my attitude about that. All truth belongs to God, and all truth comes from God. And some of the most truthful things that you'll hear uh, you'll find in a a music a pop song right Um, so anyway we're talking about labor this month though aren't we Uh, we talked about labor union last week about laboring over the union of the spirit and the bond of peace and so that's a work in progress right Today we're talking about labor pains, and I just have one verse to share with you, and I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. It is um, Galatians 4, verse 19. My children, with whom I am again in labor until Christ is formed in you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This is one of my favorite times of the year as far as watching sports because, oh, we just finished the U.S. Open. I love to watch tennis. Um, We have college football. I just almost got like overloaded on college football yesterday. It was just too, too much. I hope your team won. I had mixed results from the teams that I was rooting for. And then we started back up with Monday night football. Do any of y'all like Monday night football? 
this, wow, just not a very big Monday night football crowd, I guess. Uh, we, if, if you're worshiping online and you like Monday night football, just, um, I don't know, say, give me a thumbs up or something. This is a, a, not a Monday night football group. But Monday night football is something that I've watched all the way back since the days of Howard Cosell. I, I've always liked Monday night football. And this Monday night started back up with the Las Vegas Raiders, I still have trouble saying that, and the Baltimore Ravens. I didn't make it to the end of the game because it was overtime, but it was kind of just nice that Monday night football started back up. It always makes me, every year when Monday night football starts back, it makes me think of a very special Monday night football game. This is something that Tammy and I do together is watch Monday night football. But this particular Monday night, uh, the team that I liked the most, the Green Bay Packers, was playing the Minnesota Vikings, and that was kind of like a big rivalry for them. And they were just out there. I mean, they were just laboring on that field. And I was, I was laboring in my armchair because I am an armchair quarterback, an armchair coach. Do any of y'all do that? I was laboring in that, in that armchair quarterback, armchair coach position, and nobody was listening to me. Nobody on the TV was listening to me. Uh, the Packers were not doing well. They were laboring. Uh, I was laboring in my armchair coach position, and nobody was listening to me. And Tammy was laboring, too. But it was a different kind of labor because she was nine months pregnant. And um, somewhere in the midst of this game, she said, honey, it's time. And I said, you're mighty right, it's time. It's time Brett Favre starts throwing to his tight ends because his wide receivers are covered. She said, no, 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 honey, it's time. And it finally got through into my thick head and let's just say she was giving me the two-minute warning, so to speak, right? Uh, and I, I probably broke some laws driving, driving to the hospital that night because it was our first child, and I thought that baby was just going to pop right out there in that car. It was, it was something. Labor took on a whole new meaning for me about 23 years ago. So... I realize when I'm talking about labor pains that I'm standing on shaky ground, being a man, I'm not even going to pretend to tell you that I know anything about what it means to have a labor pain. I'm not even going to try to go there. Um, my job in the labor and delivery room was to be the labor coach. Um, so you remember I told you when we were watching that Monday night football game, that, that Brett Favre would not listen to me in my armchair coach role. Well, that night, uh, Tammy didn't particularly want to listen to me in my labor coach role either. Sorry, honey, if you're watching this, uh, she didn't. And uh, we had been through those classes, you know, those classes where they show you these incredible films that you just like, okay, well, uh, you know, I kind of knew about this from biology class, but oh my gosh. And then they tell you about the, you know, <laughs> breathing thing, and the coach is supposed to do uh, this and encouraging and everything. And it, and it worked up to a certain point. I could be the supportive kind of coach up to a certain point. But then when the pain got really bad, I decided 
I was going to do my coaching, right? And so I, I had a, a, a hold of her sweet little hand, and I said, okay, honey, let's do our breathing. And she looked at me with a look. I can't even describe this look that she looked at me, and she said something like, this is all your fault. Don't tell me to breathe. And um, so I know it sounds funny now, but uh, it wasn't funny at the time. Because I think with her sweet little hand, she just about broke my hand when she was saying that. But the best thing of all, the best thing of all is that Emily Kate came into this world through all of that experience. And when we saw her, we just forgot about everything else. We just, we forgot about everything else. And so that's the first thing I want to tell you about what I have learned about labor pain is um, almost 23 years later I can tell you that bringing children into the world is worth all the labor and worth all the pain it's, it's just worth it um, the second thing I want to tell you this kind of my second thing today is the labor doesn't stop after the child is born and neither does the pain can I get an amen from the parents out there right um, so these same principles carry over from the physical realm into the spiritual realm because Paul is writing to a group of churches in Galatia. And you say, well, Pastor Sam, where is Galatia? I don't know where Galatia is. How far is it from Gadsden? Um, I'm going to tell you where Galatia is, and I'm going to tell you in a way that you'll always remember it, okay? Um, Galatia is found in southern Turkey, and so I want you to um, do something for me. So you'll always remember where Galatia is. Look at the person sitting next to you, closest to you, and say, southern Turkey, right? I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. Now, you were supposed to just do that so you would remember where Galatia is, not to call somebody a name. So shame on you if you get carried away with that. Um, but Paul had a special relationship with the churches in Galatia. Um, he went on three of his missionary journeys there. He, he worked there. Paul went through a lot of labor and a lot of pain in Galatia. On his first missionary trip there, he, you can read about this, by the way, in Acts chapter 13 and Acts chapter 14. In his first trip to the area of Galatia, he went to Antioch and he preached in the synagogue there. People were pretty receptive in the synagogue. Um, and he told them something powerful in Acts 13, 39. Here's what he told them. And remember, he's teaching this in the synagogue he said, through Jesus, everyone who believes is freed from all the things which you could not be freed through the law of Moses. Wow. Wow. You mean Jesus can set me free from all the things that the law can't set me free from? That was amazing. And so the next week, the whole town turned out to hear what Paul had to say. And, and everybody was excited except the Jewish leaders. They weren't all that excited. They were filled actually with jealousy. And, and, they, and so um, Paul said something then that was really going to set them off. 
Paul said, now we're going to take this message, this message that Jesus can set you free um, in a way that the law can't set you free. And now we're going to take this message and we're going to give it to the Gentiles. And it says in verse 49 of Acts 13 that the word spread throughout all of the area of southern Turkey. Um, And then it says some prominent people in town came and drove Paul out of town. Uh, They just didn't like it very much. And then he went to Iconium, and his labor and his pain just intensified there. He preached there. A lot of people came to Jesus there, but you know what they did? They stoned him. They they stoned him, and, and, well, they had plans to stone him. They didn't actually stone him there. He found out about the plan to stone him, and he left town and ran away, and he went to Laconiah and Lystra and Derbe, And there, his labor pain intensified even more. He had great things to happen while he was in the area of Lystra and Derbe. He had great things that happened there. He saw the power of God heal a man that was lame, and people got really excited. They got so excited, they wanted to treat him and Barnabas as if they were gods, and they had to calm them down, you know. But then the Jewish leaders, the Jewish leaders from Antioch and Iconium, they came over, all right, they followed along, and they got the crowd whipped up into a frenzy, into an angry mob, and they actually, this time, they actually stoned Paul, and they grabbed him and drug his body out of town, thinking he was dead, and just left him out, of, out there under a pile of rocks, And some of the disciples came and gathered around him and prayed. And Paul got up, brushed the rocks and the dust off of himself, and went back the next day and preached some more. Labor and pain to bring people into the spiritual kingdom. Verse 22 says that he went back and He was strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith and telling them this important message, this important message. Through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Paul knew something about tribulations. He labored to see these people come to faith in Christ. He labored to see new churches established. He labored. He thought of himself as a spiritual father and he felt about his his children you see his spiritual children the way that parents feel about their actual children first corinthians 4 verses 14 and 15 i want you to just listen to this and hear how he thinks and how he feels about the these people who come to christ Through his ministry. I do not write these things to shame you, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For if you were to have countless tutors in Christ, yet you would not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Corinthians, I am your father. Y'all look too serious out there this morning. But he was. He was their father. He brought them to spiritual life. All right. So I want to go back and remind you of the first lesson that I learned 23 years ago. 
as a new dad, bringing children into the world is worth all the labor and the pain. And Emily Kate, if you're watching up there in North Carolina, you're worth all the labor and the pain. And Allison and Michael too. Um, but it also carries over in the spiritual realm, bringing others to Christ. Bringing others to faith in Christ is worth the labor and the pain. Because being someone's spiritual father or spiritual mother is just the greatest experience you can have as a Christian. It's just worth it all. Okay, so here's the challenge. And I'm going to challenge you to do something today. I'm going to challenge you. Maybe you're not a list maker, but I'm going to ask you to be a list maker. And I don't care if you write it down on a piece of paper. I don't care if you get your phone and put it in your little notes section or you put it on your laptop or your tablet or on a note card or sticky note or whatever. I'm going to ask you to make three lists. And here is the first list I'm going to ask you to make. Who do you know who is far away from Christ? who is far away from Christ and doesn't have a clue about what it means to follow Christ, who are you laboring over in prayer? Who are you brooding over in the Spirit? Who are you hurting for who is far away from God? So I want you to, this is your first list, I want you to make a list of three people who you know that are far away from God, who, who have, have no thought about, about following Christ at all. and I want you to make a list of three people, and I want you to do this. I want you to start brooding over them in prayer. I want you to pray for these three people, your three people on your list. I want you to pray for them every day for a month. No, no, I'm not asking you to call them. I'm not asking you to text them or... Whatever thing you do, or, any, or bug them, or anything like that. I'm not asking you to go and grab them by the lapels and, and ask them if they know Jesus. I'm not asking you to do any of that. I'm just asking you to brood over them in prayer for a month. And then, and then, invite them to come to church with you. Or you say, well, Pastor Sam, they're just not getting out, or, or, or they, they live somewhere else. Well, invite them to, to join you in worship online and then talk about it later with them that day. Now, I don't know. We might not get out on a street corner and preach to the cars going down George Wallace Boulevard and and, and anything like that, you know what I'm talking about? We might not do that, but we all could pray for somebody who's far away from God. Couldn't we do that? Couldn't we pray daily for them? Couldn't we make our little list, put our little sticky note out there, and pray for them? Couldn't we pray that the Holy Spirit would work in their lives in a way that it would prepare them to be able to receive the heart of the gospel, which is... Jesus Christ we know that the Holy Spirit's already at work in their lives and we know just like the Holy Spirit was at work at our life before we ever said yes to Jesus we call that prevenient grace as Methodists we know that the Spirit is at work already we know that only the Spirit can melt somebody's heart and and open it up to the gospel but we can pray can't we you could pray for somebody 
All right, so this is the second lesson that I learned 23 years ago. Labor doesn't stop after the child is born, and neither does pain. So Paul could say, he could testify to that spiritual truth as well uh, on his second missionary journey to Galatia. You can read about this in Acts chapter 16. He went back to the area, and this time he met a young man there. He met a young man on his second trip there. Uh, whose mother was Jewish, whose dad was Greek. The young man's name was Timothy. And Timothy started traveling around with Paul, and they went from church to church, and they strengthened people in the faith. Paul took Timothy under his wing, and he, even though he was already a follower of Jesus, Timothy, he labored over him. He mentored him in the faith, on Paul's third missionary journey, you can read about this in Acts 18, he went back there again, and it says that he was strengthening all the disciples. My point is, the labor doesn't stop once the child is born, and neither does the pain. It's a lot of work to see somebody grow in their faith. It takes an investment of time. It takes an investment of energy. It, it takes people like you and that's why this scripture that I read to you is so powerful. Even though it's just one scripture, Galatians 4.19, Paul says, I'm again in labor. I'm still in labor over you until Christ is formed in you. You know, if you think back, somebody labored over you. Before you ever came to Christ, somebody prayed for you. After you came to Christ, somebody was your Sunday school teacher. Somebody was your, your youth pastor. Somebody hurt for you and prayed for your soul. If you close your eyes right now, you could probably think of those spiritual mothers and those spiritual fathers that helped you not only come to Christ, but helped you be strengthened in your faith along the years. Or you wouldn't be the person you are today if it weren't for those people that labored and were in spiritual pain over you. So after somebody becomes a Christian, you don't stop laboring over them. Because sometimes, you know, life hurts. It's a struggle. And sometimes we lose our way. And Paul had to write this, this letter to the Galatians. And he said, I'm going into labor over y'all all again. I'm, I'm still in labor over you. Because there were, if you read what's happening in Galatia at this time, there were people that were spreading false doctrine out there and, and telling people that they had to follow all the Jewish laws and regulations in, in, in addition to having faith in order to be right with God. And Paul said, I'm still laboring, y'all. So I'm going to ask you to make, this is your second list. I'm going to ask you to make another list. So the first list is for people who don't know Christ at all, people who are far away from God, don't know Christ at all. I'm going to, make you, I'm going to ask you to make the second list of people that, who, who know Christ uh, but are struggling. Maybe they're off in a far country, so to speak, like the prodigal son. Or maybe, um, maybe they're just struggling to have faith now. Life has just been too painful for them, and they, it, they've just kind of like 
I don't even know if I can have faith anymore. I don't know. I'm, I'm, the church has hurt me. Or, or, or some, some Christian, some pastor has, has hurt, has wounded me. And I don't even know if I can have faith anymore. Or, or maybe they're just thinking, you know, how could a good and loving God allow all of this junk to happen in the world? And I'm, I'm just having a crisis of faith right now. Who is that? Put three people down that you know that are struggling right now. They're, they're, they're Christians, but they're struggling. They're struggling right now. Because the labor doesn't stop after the person is born. And then the last list I want to talk to you about is, is for you. Okay? Um, because the labor for Christ to be formed in you and the labor for Christ to be formed in me does not stop when we say yes to Jesus. It does not stop. So the best definition of spiritual formation I ever heard comes from one of my favorite teachers and authors, uh, Robert Mulholland. And he said, spiritual formation is the process of being formed into the image of Christ for the sake of others. I want to say that again because it's so good. Spiritual formation is the process of being formed into the image of Christ for the sake of others. Are you laboring in your own spiritual life to be formed more and more into the image of Christ? It's a work in progress. I know. I know. But your third list, your third list is for you. The first list is for people who are just out there and don't know God at all. And you're going to pray for them for 30 days. And then you're going to extend an invitation with them to worship with you. The second list is for people who have, have been there, but they've kind of lost their way. They're really, really out there struggling right now. And they're struggling. And they need somebody to throw them a lifeline. The third list is for you. And it's what are you laboring for in your life right now? So that you can be formed into the image of Christ for the sake of others. What are you doing to grow in your spiritual life right now? Intentionally. This list for you, this, this, your labor list for you might include a couple of names of people that you need to forgive. Now I know this isn't necessarily a sermon on forgiveness... But forgiveness is one of those things that can stand in the way of you being formed into the image of Christ. Because it can be like a brick wall for your spiritual life. It can be like a, a ton of bricks on your back when you're trying to walk in the Christmas. If you can't let go of that and you can't forgive, who do you need Christ to help you to forgive in order to grow in your spiritual life? Maybe it's a list of people you need to forgive. Maybe it's a list of things that you are going to do to grow in your faith this year. You say, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Well, join a small group Bible study. That's one thing you can do. Um, sign up 
to go on an Emmaus walk. Have you ever heard of that? If you want to know more about that, I'll talk to you more about that. Several people in our church have been on Emmaus walk. It's a spiritual retreat, Camp Sumatanga, not far down the road. But it can, it can do wonders for your spiritual growth and your spiritual formation. Look, today we're talking about labor pains. Labor pains. And it really is painful. It really is labor. But it's worth it. That's what I want you to hear. It's worth it. It's worth it to be somebody else's spiritual mom or dad or aunt or uncle. So don't give up. Don't give up. Even for that person that you've been praying for for years, don't give up. Don't stop praying. Don't stop asking. Don't stop inviting. Don't stop sponsoring. It's worth it. It's worth it to see someone come to faith in Christ. It's worth it to see somebody who has been struggling so hard to come to a better place, to come to a new level of maturity. It's worth it for you to be able to look back and say, you know what, it was really, 2021 was really hard, but I grew, I grew in my Christian faith. It's worth it. Three lists. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for I thank you for all of the people in my life that labored over me, that prayed for me before I ever came and said yes to you. I thank you for all of the people that labored over me when I was just a kid and when I was uh, just a, a crazy junior higher, when I was a struggling high schooler, when I was a young adult and needed guidance, when I was a young father and needed encouragement, when all throughout the years, Lord, all of the people who have labored and who have, who have worked and who have gone through the pain of helping me to become more like you, I'm thankful, Lord, for them. And Lord, I'm thankful for this challenge that, that I have received today and have been reminded of today that the labor is worth it all and that the labor doesn't stop. Give us grace, Lord. Give us a heart that's, that's compassionate and willing to do what needs to be done until we grow more into your likeness. In Jesus' name, amen. There is a truth older than the ages. There is a promise of things yet to come. There is one born for our salvation, Jesus. There is a light that overwhelms the darkness there is a kingdom that forever reigns there is freedom from the chains that bind us jesus jesus
call in times of trouble There is a song that comforts in the night There is a voice that calms the storm that rages Jesus, Jesus Who walks on the waters, who speaks to the sea Okay, so three lists. Who are you praying for? Who are you inviting? Who are you throwing a lifeline out to? Who do you need to come alongside? And what are you doing for your own spiritual growth? Let's pray. Lord, help us, Lord, to continue to to work until you are formed inside of us for the sake of others. And Lord, help us to love enough to help others in that process too. In Jesus' name, amen.